tonight. Help us to be hearers of the word. Help us to be doers of the word. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As you see on the screen, we are here helping people connect with Jesus, grow in faith, and share his love. It's our stated purpose. It's what we're about. And we're taking uh, just a few weeks uh, to be in a series I like to call The Miracle. The Miracle. Have you ever felt like you were in need of a miracle? Yeah? You get to know Jesus, the miracle, by reading about him, receiving him, and releasing him. We get to know Jesus, the miracle, by reading about him, receiving him, and releasing him. So Jesus is a miracle. That What is a miracle? Supernatural, extraordinary, unexpected, beyond the imagination. Hope, the right answer at the right time. That's Jesus. And if you have not yet found yourself in your life in a place of needing a miracle, someday you will. We all, at different points, stand in need of a miracle. And I'm taking this opportunity to pause in the Christmas season to reinforce one of the basics that we believe that you can pull up on our website. You read the We Believe Statement of Faith, and that's on the screen here. Jesus the Miracle. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Savior of humanity. Conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, very God and very man. Last week we looked at this passage from Isaiah and I talked a little bit about Isaiah. The Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Literally translated, she will say of him, He is Emmanuel, God with us. In fact, if we were to translate Isaiah literally in the Hebrew, it would be, and don't use your Yoda voice, with us is God. My Yoda voice sometimes sounds like Kermit the Frog, so we won't, (laughs) we won't go there. With us is God. That's good, right? That's the truth. Listen. God loves you. God created you by design. He cares about you. He, God loves you deeply. Okay, some of you are already distracted. Listen to me now. God loves you passionately. God loves you in a long-term commitment. He is both infatuated and twitterpated with you, and He is married to you in a long-term commitment. God loves you for your benefit. God loves you. This is not a fantasy. This is the truth. Investigators, scientists, journalists who did not believe in God have set out to disprove Him. And they've started at times with the Christmas story and they have 
found that there is much in the way of historical data that is beyond the the academic and scientific standards. Do you know that there is more evidence that Jesus was born of a virgin, that there is more scientific evidence that he rose from the dead than that JFK was assassinated? And does anyone here believe that JFK... Don't answer that question. God loves you. It is not a fantasy. It is real. Isaiah continues in chapter 9. Isaiah 9, 7. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor. Let me read to you from the story, turning to Luke Chapter 1, verse 26. Dr. Luke writes a careful account that people would be able to know confidently what they believe about Jesus. Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be very great, will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. John has a little bit different perspective than Dr. Luke. Let's go John chapter 1. John chapter 1 verses 14 through 18. John chapter 1 verses 14 through 18. You get the feeling that we're going somewhere tonight? John chapter 1 verse 14 through 18. And John is referring to Jesus in the street Greek word logos, the living word, because John's crafting a greater theme throughout his account of Jesus. So he refers to Jesus as the word because when Jesus came, God spoke. That was good. That's deep. We'll save that for later. So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about Him When he shouted to the crowds, now this is Jesus' biological cousin John, the one whom Elizabeth was pregnant with, of which Mary said, nothing is impossible with God. This is the one, John speaks, this is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another, or in The Greek grace after grace after grace. 
For the law was given through Moses. But God's unfailing love and faithfulness. The theme is repeated. God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the unique one who is God Himself, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. Who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Who is Jesus the miracle? Jesus the miracle. So we looked last week that with us is God. God with us. Isaiah's second Revelation that we're looking at, the wonderful counselor, which is really one word in Hebrew, one word picture that he is painting with a broader brush. And that is something that is not easily translated. And I'd like to take the next few minutes to just kind of unpack that phrase, wonderful counselor. Are you ready? Does that sound good? Wonderful counselor, wonderful in the (gasps) breathtaking. Breathtaking. I grew up a Seahawks fan. Born and raised in the Pacific Northwest. All the men in my family Seahawks fans. They only come to Baltimore every eight years if you're lucky and it doesn't conflict with a concert. Save for two years, $10 a month, two years, you can do it too. Took my wife to the game today. We saw a couple catches that were <gasps> breathtaking. Some of y'all didn't even watch it because you're so depressed. I'm a football fan. I thank God for football. Breathtaking. Sometimes there's that (gasps) breathtaking, wonderful. That's, That's the word, that's the picture that is being painted of who Jesus would be. That which is not only a breathtaking, not only a I don't understand it, that is beyond my capacity, but a wonderful counselor, one that has answers that are beyond me. Okay. Anyone remember the Indiana Jones movie where he comes to the edge of the hallway and then it looks like a massive drop-off and he's got to get to the other side? Anyone remember that? And he's got some kind of poem or something. He's got to take a, a leap of faith, a step of faith, and he's kind of freaking out. Harrison Ford is good at looking like he doesn't know what to do. We're hoping it's going to be a good movie, right? He's standing there looking like he doesn't know what to do. He follows what a, you, a step of faith. I forget the phrase. I should have looked it up. Sorry. It wasn't important enough. And what does he do? He steps and he's on the bridge. And all of a sudden the movie gives you a side view and there's this bridge that goes all the way across. What if he had a wonderful counselor, a guide, somebody who had been that way before, who said, boom, you go this way. Every one of us have certain things in our life that we don't know how to do, and God has created us, wired us for relationship to be able to accept the counsel, the advice, the help of somebody else. I coached high school soccer, was 43 and 3, came close to setting a record in Virginia coaching soccer. Some of us will accept coaching, but we have a hard time following God. Right? Wonderful counselor. That means like a coach that's got something beyond you. A life coach. A consultant. A doctor. Now, for most of us, we don't go to the doctor and tell us like, man, I can't figure this out. Something's not right. I don't know what to do about it. It's interrupting our daily life. Or maybe I'm the only one old enough to have been there. Okay? Joe's had a broken neck. He understands, right? So... 
There's sometimes you need somebody that understands what you don't understand. How many of you know you don't know what you don't know? (laughs) Some of us need a banker, a CPA, a lawyer, a trainer. Jesus is all that rolled into one. Why? Because back when God said, let there be light, Jesus was there. It just blew my kids' minds this week looking at the YouTube video from the satellite that went and took the new high-res pictures of Pluto. Really cool. Jesus saw that stuff a long time ago. He's the, the wonderful counselor. What does the Bible say about him? I'm glad you asked. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Have a personal relationship with Jesus, the answer man? Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. In him, speaking of Jesus, in him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, let's just break it down for a second. Do you know that there's a difference between wisdom and knowledge? I might have the knowledge of how a combustion engine works, but I might not have the wisdom of how to replace the transmission. All right, let me, let me, let me do that different. I might have the knowledge of how needlepoint works. Let me try something different. I might have the knowledge of how a recipe for pumpkin pie, apple pie, sweet potato pie. I'm starting to get hungry. I might have the knowledge of how it goes together, but I might not have the wisdom of how to put it together. Jesus has both the knowledge and the wisdom. He's the wonderful counselor. The wonderful counselor. Let's let's break this down just a little bit more. There are times in our life when we come up on something that we don't know how to fix. And we find ourselves saying, what should I do in this situation? What should I do in this situation? And what we need to say is, what would the God who designed me have to say about this? What would the God who loves me, the God who created me by design, what would that person want me to do in this situation? Maybe it's time to break back out those WWJD bracelets. Let's say you're having financial difficulties. Every month, there's too much month and not enough money. And let's say that you've got a problem with a neighbor or a coworker that you just cannot work out. Sometimes Jesus, the wonderful counselor, the there he is and he has the answer. Sometimes the wonderful counselor has a direct answer to your problem. And sometimes Jesus, the wonderful counselor, has an indirect answer answer to your problem. What are some of the things that he said? Well, let's start with what he said was the most important scripture in all the Old Testament. 
love God with all you've got, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, in both cases, with finances and with a broken relationship, uh, this one's not working. It's phone, disconnect, busy signal. This one's not working. In both cases, if I would apply love God with all I've got, I'm going to start to have more peace, even though the circumstances have not changed. I know it sounds crazy, but trust me, this is true. If I will love God with all I've got, I begin to change. Because when I love God with all I've got, I realize that my problems are small and He is big. That I realize that I am an eternal, supernatural being, having a temporary, natural experience. When I love God with all I've got, I start to get peace that is the driving influence in my life, that is the overriding principle. When I love God with all I've got, I start to change. And then even before I start to consciously try to love others the same way I take care of myself, when I walk into the room now, I'm carrying the presence of the living God. I have become, even unbeknownst to me intentionally, I have become an agent of change. Now, I can tell by the looks on some of your faces that you've not experienced it. It's okay. That's what I'm here for. This stuff works. When I love God with all I've got, I start to experience more peace. It becomes an overriding principle in my life. And even before I can see the answer to the financial problem, even though before I can see the answer to the broken relationship, I am changed. Then when I come back and I sit down with the books, I see things differently. I make decisions differently. When I come back into the room with the broken relationship, my overriding attitude is not, I'm going to knock you out. But instead it is, I am now a peacemaker because he has made peace with me. And then when my overriding principle becomes to love others the same way I take care of myself, how I approach my finances, I have a whole new motivation to spend less than what's coming in. I have a whole new motivation to treat people with a different attitude. That's Jesus, the wonderful counselor. That's not Pastor Ben. That's Jesus, the wonderful counselor, who's got an answer you didn't come up with, who's got an answer you can't fully comprehend, who's got an answer that is beyond you in your own understanding. This is good news. It's possible. The wonderful, the wonderful counselor. This is Dean. Dean, I thought you guys might need a lighten up moment at this point. This is Dean Kamen. Dean is the guy who invented the Segway. And most people don't know that the Segway was actually an accidental result of his attempt to invent a wheelchair that could climb stairs and lift a person so that they could view something from a higher perspective. You see the wheelchair in the middle of the picture there. That's a Dean invented that. Now, 
The truth of the matter is, is that access to clean water is the number one cause of death and disease around the world. Let me say that again. Access to clean water is the number one cause of death and disease around the world. Dean decided to try to do something about this problem of clean water. Many of the things had been tried by the time that he got started. Shipping, different devices, uh, building water purification plants in places that don't have clean water, uh, shipping tablets, uh, shipping in water even itself. All the things were done in good faith, but it wasn't cost-effective, wasn't working. Dean realized something. Everywhere where this problem exists, there was a local water supply. The water was just filthy. He also saw there was actually a really good source of power in most of these communities. It's called manure. Poop? Okay, so I wasn't sure if that was too technical a term. <laughs> too technical. In far- farming, people call it manure. Right, Justin? Or fertilizer. So Dean, what Dean did was create a machine in the picture which needs little or no maintenance at all. It's portable, and it's able to create clean water with nothing more than an ample supply of manure and local a local pure a pool of murky, dirty water. Stick a couple of electrodes into the manure for power, stick a tube into the water, and one device can purify enough water to support a village. Cool, right? God created us with design. God created our brains with a redemptive purpose for the benefit of the world. The Abrahamic covenant blessed to be a blessing. Okay, that's for another day. Jesus is better than Dean. I know, that's right. Jesus is better than Dean. Whatever it is that you're facing tonight, Jesus has an answer. There is nothing too complicated. There is nothing too difficult. There is nothing that is too far gone. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. Jesus has an answer. Jesus is breathtaking. The answers he provides are wonderful. You can live courageous because Jesus is greater than any challenge you are facing. We feel challenged by living in times where peace seems impossible. We feel challenged because we live during a time of terrorism that seems like it does not have a solution. But guess what? Jesus was born in the midst of terrorism. Herod, among many other rulers of the day, were using terrorism to control people. Who murders babies? A terrorist murders babies. That was Herod. That was when Jesus was a toddler. Jesus is humble. Jesus is approachable. Jesus is courageous. Courageous. For Jesus to be born during his time with the ruler who was snuffing out babies right and left to try to keep his control, Jesus, as an infant, was courageous. He has not called us to shrink back, to be timid, to be afraid. 
Jesus is just like everything, everyone else. And Jesus is something different. That's the miracle of Jesus. It's the miracle of Jesus. He came, was born in this world, human, and yet the breathtaking, the wonderful counselor, the one who has an answer for whatever it is we are facing. That's Jesus. Now, I know that you might be sitting there trying to connect the dots. How does Jesus have an answer in my situation? Well, first of all, you need to remember that you're not the answer. It's Jesus inside you. And if we keep Jesus in a box... It's Jesus inside you. So what do we do? Well, it's our big three. It's on the screen. It's connect, grow, share. You've got to be an active learner. You've got to have a personal, between you and Jesus kind of relationship where your brain, your heart, your mouth gets engaged with Jesus. You. Yeah, yeah. You, where you have a relationship with Jesus, it starts there. Where you listen to Him, where you talk to Him, where you talk with Him. You read about Him. You grow in faith. How do we grow in faith? Well, this faith thing is kind of important, right? James said faith without works is dead. If you're not doing anything with your faith, it's not really there. How do I grow in faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. That's, that's this thing right here. I'm not trying to be hurtful. This is a reminder. It's a public service announcement. It's in there. Do you know that you can Google? Well, what's your subject? Parenthood. Okay. So Google father Bible verse. You're going to come up with stuff. What's your issue? Fear. Google fear Bible verse. Am I making any sense? Yes. Jesus is the wonderful counselor. He's not intimidated by what you're facing. You've got to connect with Him. Grow in your relationship with Him. As you grow in your relationship with Him, faith starts to become stronger. The Bible actually says, I should be thankful when I go through challenges because I know that if I go through the challenge with Jesus, I am growing stronger. Grow in faith. And then it can't stop there because if it stops there, it dies. What happens naturally when you connect with Jesus and grow in faith is you will share His love. You will. Jesus had a great example of this in the area where He grew up and where He walked. 
The Sea of Galilee was this, we would really call it a lake. And it was a lake that had a lot of little streams that went into it. And out the south end of the lake flowed the Jordan River. The water that the Sea of Galilee collected flowed out south down the Jordan River. And where does the Jordan River go? It goes to the Dead Sea, which exists today. You can go there and float in it because it's so dead that the salt content is so high, it repels your body. Google Dead Sea images. Well, be careful. Have your filters on. But you'll see people like, woohoo! The Dead Sea is dead because it takes in and it doesn't give out. You may be experiencing a diseased Christian life because you take in and you don't give out. It's a principle. We take in and we give out. We take in and we give out. One more. We take in and we give out. It's a principle. It's Jesus, the wonderful counselor. helping people connect with Jesus, grow in faith, and share His love. If you will read about Jesus, if you will receive Jesus as your Savior, and then if you will release Him to be Himself in your life, your life will change. It's the reason for the season. Let's stand and close in prayer. Thank you so very much for being here tonight. I love you. I love you.